This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 720, Comic Talk, Marvel Book Previews, January to April 2020. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 720. Uh, this is our Comic Talk episode, this time looking at once again at the Marvel Book Previews catalog for this time of the months of January to April 2020. Uh, today's guest is Eric Anthony of the Cave of Solitude podcast, who's once again joining me for this. Uh, the last time we did one of these book preview episodes was back in May. Uh, we posted it May 11th, and it was episode 676 as we took a look at the book previews from September to December 2019. So this time we're looking at the first four months of 2020 as we go through uh, what we're looking to buy, what new books are coming out and uh, it should be, it's always a fun episode and always nice to talk with Eric about upcoming collections because we both have that specific type of comic collecting OCD that really cares about upcoming collections uh, you can always email me at comic shenanigans at gmail.com like the show on Facebook read and review us on iTunes subscribe to us on iTunes and also listen to us on Stitcher thanks again and once again let's jump right into the episode with Eric Anthony of the Cave of Solitude podcast enjoy Eric welcome back to comic shenanigans how are you today I am doing fantastic, Adam. Thank you for having me again. I'm excited to go shopping in the catalog. Oh, I I mean, yes and no, right? Like, your wallet doesn't want this to happen, but you do. Oh, you tell me about it. <laughs> so, Let's do it. This is, uh, I guess, you, this is your first time on the show since episode 700. So this is, what, 718 or 720 right now. I, I haven't decided at this exact moment. Well, that's too long. We gotta, we gotta make it closer together. Oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm in every... Every twenty episodes, I'm on the, that course, so that's good. That's not I'm bad. Becoming a regular, yeah, right? oh, somewhat I, regular. You are totally a regular these days. Um, oh, that's good. I mean, I, I don't. Gone are the days when I used to have Nathan Struck and Paul Scoras in almost every episode. I so much of this is a one man show now that it's very nice to have someone else to carry the load. Oh, anytime, more than happy. So today we're looking at the Marvel Book Previews catalog uh, for January to April 2020. Can you believe it's 2020 already? At least no, in terms I of these books. <laughs> I cannot believe it. It's crazy. Time. I think the older I get, time just goes quicker. I think it's a conspiracy. Oh yeah, it, it's good crazy. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna flip a few pages in and, and get started. But okay. I do like that uh, the shot from the first page is uh, all from the um, the history of the Marvel Universe. Have you been picking this up at all? You know what? I I meant to, and I didn't realize when it had come out, and I heard about people reviewing it on other podcasts, and I heard nothing but good things, so I'm, I was going to start picking it up at, like, issue three, but I'm like, I can't do that if I haven't read issue one and two, so trade waiting. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'm going to get the trade, because it's not just a trade, uh, as I guess we'll see. It's something a little bit different, but uh, I'm actually picking up the singles, but I've fallen behind. I haven't had a chance to actually read the singles I have. I think I have four of them collecting dust now, but uh, at some point I'll read them, and then I'll probably get the trade as well. Um, I want to start us off on page four just for a second, because um, it was interesting to me, and someone pointed it out on the Marvel Masterworks forum, because um, I, I think you and I had chatted before about these graphic novels, which are slightly smaller than your typical trade, but larger than the old school digests, um, which collect a lot of content for a really reasonable price. So here they've, they've lumped them together under rising readers. It's still not quite an imprint, but at least this is the first kind of... Uh, I don't remember seeing it previously, but I guess we, it probably was collated this way. So this is at least showing that it's somewhat of a of a line, but even though it's not described as such. Yeah, I, I ordered a couple of these for a, a co-worker. For, uh, he was getting them as gifts for for some of his, uh, his girlfriend's daughter. And they're great like entryway books, but they are hard. 
hard to, to kind of find on Amazon because there wasn't a definite label for them. So this is good. Rising readers, Marvel Rising readers. Now you can find them. At least, uh, yeah. At least if you use this catalog, you can at least figure out what the names are, and then you can go on Amazon or wherever the retailer is and be able to f- track them down. Because yeah, if, unless you know, you wouldn't. And, and the worst part is, is that in the descriptions on Amazon, they don't tell you the issue numbers. They just kind of tell you what happens in the collection. Which, if you know the collection, that's great. But if you don't, I, I there needs to be a resource of some kind. Yes, absolutely. So that's the only uh, kind of deterrent from buying those because I love them. I love that their spines match. Uh, it makes yep. you want to buy more of them. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm super, a super big fan. Yeah, no, they're really nice books. And, and like you said, the best bang for your buck. For sure. So let's start off with January uh, up on page, what, seven, I think. We've got Amazing Spider-Man by Nick Spencer, volume six. No name for this, just it's here it is. Yeah, that's it. It's going to be collected as well. I'm, I've been reading these. I've, I've enjoyed Nick Spencer's run so far. It isn't. Uh, blowing me away, but it is good. So How you're, about you? Uh, uh, I mean, I'm a Spider-Man reader, so I mean, it hasn't yeah. been blowing me away, but it's it's fine. I'm curious. This is an interesting collection because it has an issue or two that's an issue that kind of uh, potentially sets things up for the future, and then it jumps into like uh, the um, what's it called, the Absolute Carnage tie-in. So it, it feels like it's very much going to be a weird trade with a bunch of weird in, interconnect, sorry, unconnected stories that are still part of the general narrative. Right. So. The the next, I don't know if it's the next trade, the volume five that I feel is it doesn't collect too much. It's like a three or four issue trade, something like that. But I know it collects issue twenty five, which is a double size, giant size one. I hate when they start doing these hundred and twelve page trades for twenty dollars. Drives me insane. Yeah, it's, it doesn't feel good, does it? No, because it, you also feel like you're not really getting a full story. It's just like. It's almost like you're. It's setting you up for what's going to be the story. That's what was happening with the, the last bit of the dance slot run, and mm. I, I didn't like it at how it was collected at all. Yeah. Uh, next page, we have uh, Black Hat Volume One. You reading this at all, or have you heard anything about it? Um, not reading it. I'll probably uh, if if I do read it, it'll be in trade format, and I'll wait till to see what the full on review of it is. But this is ongoing, right? It's not a six issue miniseries. It's going to be. Well, who knows? Right, right. As of right now, I oh. believe it's supposed to be ongoing. I know I have the first five issues. I'm enjoying it. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I've read them all, but I, for the most part, I am enjoying it as on the whole. Remember, as we go through here, you got to tell me what to put on your buy list. I'm keeping track yeah, I'm, here. I'm, I'm marking it myself this time around. Okay, okay. So bl- <laughs> Black Cat's probably not a buy. Mm, not for sure. No. Okay. If there's good word of mouth, or if I say, "Hey, you really got to buy this," yeah. <laughs> okay, next page we have uh, Daredevil and Marvel Masterworks. Now, again, we have previously discussed that we're not Marvel Masterworks people. Um, I'm excited that this exists and eventually to have this in epic format because this is collecting a very neglected period just before Frank Miller comes on as uh, as artist, uh, or I guess just as he comes on as artist, but before he takes over writing. Um, so right. it's, it's a very neglected period. So I'm excited that it's it's there. Yeah, no, that is cool. Again, stuff. This is. Uh, I think I. Own, I know I own portions of this, but not all. Not not one forty four. I don't think. Oh, in in singles, you mean? No, I own this in the, in the Frank Miller. What what's collected of the Frank Miller trades? Yeah, it's it so starts it starts like closer to the one fifty eight level. Like this yeah. is collecting a lot of the the non Frank Miller stuff. Right, right, right. Which you, is, have you read this stuff before? Um, 
I honestly don't know if I have. There's a, I'm a big fan of Daredevil, but I feel like there is a giant kind of missing gap between what was originally like in the essential Daredevil collections and basically Frank Miller coming on board. So that's why I'm excited about the epic collections eventually starting to fill in some of that. And I think we are getting right. one soon that's kind of in that Bronze Age period because it's very kind of missed, uh, glossed over and missed by myself. Uh, then we have the Daredevil by Brian Michael Bendis volume, uh, sorry, Omnibus volume one. It's a new printing. Um, this is notable for a lot of reasons. First of all, they don't, up until a certain point, they weren't doing a lot of omnibus reprints. Now we're starting to see a lot of them coming fast and furious. Uh, this was a big one because back in the day there was a misprint, I think on the dust jacket and it was, and it was a relatively low print run. And for years, this was like people's white whale. And I remember when I first started buying omnibuses um, that I they were putting out uh, the second volume of uh, Bendis' run, and I saw that volume one was still available. But it was like ships in a month from Amazon. So I ordered both of them, and then the volume one never came, and then they eventually canceled my order. And I was like stuck with this volume two, and it just bothered me so much. But the volume one was going for like three or four hundred dollars, and I eventually ended up selling that omnibus, uh, volume two, plus my Brubaker omnibuses because I was like, I can't have this with this one missing volume, and who knows if it'll ever be reprinted. And like this was like seven years ago, so like I would have had to wait a long time. So I just dumped yeah. my omnibuses and just bought the ultimate collections instead. This doesn't make me regret that, but it just reminds me of that pain. Yeah, I feel you. I I have those uh, ultimate collections now, which I feel is probably a better way to own all of this. But this is a tempting uh, possible. Pr- no, I'm not going to purchase it, but it's tempting because you know it's quality. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Next up is one of those weird things. It's uh, crazy, um, and you also have a lot of like a lot of material from different crazy magazines. You got all with Obnoxio the Clown, and I, honest to God, don't know almost anything about this stuff. Me either. I was going to ask you, what is this? Like, I don't even really know. I know that they had kind of a Marvel had a bit of a a, a magazine kind of like cracked and mad. And I know that this character exists. The only reason I really knew that Obnoxio was even a thing is that years ago there was a Heroclix figure based on it. But other than that, I have like I really have no idea what this is. And I'm not going to buy a tray. But for those who like love that stuff, I think all the more power to them that they're reprinting some of this. Although I think for the completists, they would rather get a you know a, a complete collection of crazy as opposed to this weird slapdash collection of various stories. Right? Yeah. Randomness. Yeah. Like, who's this appealing to? Because if it's appealing to the kind of a hardcore crazy fan, they want the complete collection, not this. Yeah, but I guess they're going to test the waters to see if people are interested enough to pick this up, I guess. I don't know. Uh, next up is Acts of Evil trade paperback. So this is kind of a, a plot line that was running through a lot of annuals this year, basically just kind of revisiting the concept, the very vague concept of Acts of Vengeance back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. I have no interest. Yeah, me neither. Like, none at all. Um, on the next page, however, I do have interest in the Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection Maximum Carnage, even though I already own Maximum Carnage in trade, and this is only really adding, like, two things, or maybe just one thing, and it's a little bit frustrating as a result, but whatever, I'm in. What, what is it adding? Because I have Maximum Carnage as well. It is adding the Spider-Man slash Punisher slash Sabretooth Designer Jeans one-shot. <laughs> That's it. This is- this will probably be something that I would add to the collection uh, when I see it on a, on a discount table. So you're not going to buy this right away? I'm not putting this on your list? No, uh, no, not this, because I, I have the whole thing already. And yeah, but this is volume fun. 25, man. I know, I know. 
We'll see. I'll probably do it because I'm an idiot. <laughs> hey, I mean, first of all, I'm just as much of an idiot, if not more so, because I've already pre-ordered it. Second of all, <laughs> um, you can't have a missing volume. I know, but... Can't do it. <laughs> I don't know. You are a slave yeah. to the format. You're, you're a slave to what you it looks like on your shelf. fall into the trap with you. I mean, you. whether you buy it now or buy it on a slight uh, discount someday, you're going to buy it. Like, let's let's not kid anyone here. Yeah, maybe. No, no, I, you know, there's the, no maybe the, here. The, the, the amazing epics, I don't buy. I'm not buying all of them because I own a lot of that stuff in omnibus form. Mm. So I just I wouldn't double double dip into that. But I do want to. I am trying to piece all of Amazing Spider-Man in some capacity. So when all when there's 27 volumes of the Amazing Spider-Man, and I have them all, and I bring you over to my house and say, look how it looks when it's all together, you're going to be like, fuck you. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't. I won't say that. Uh, you'll be like, ah, you have this, and I don't. When, when the Roger Stern gets collected in the epics, I might double dip into that. Yeah, and then I'll I'll become a slave to the whole. I got them all. I need to get them all. Well, there's also something nice about again having it in such an accessible format because as much That's as we the love thing. the omnibuses and the the yeah. Roger Stern will never go out of style because it has the uh, Peter Parker Spectacular Spider-Man issues. Like that will mm-hmm. never be invalidated because it includes something that will never be in the Amazing Epics. Yes, that's true. So at least there's like there's a reason to keep that, and it doesn't feel like you know like oh I I I don't need both. Right, you do. Uh, yeah. We got more of uh, Conan having the epic collection. Uh, this is collecting Conan the Sumerian, number 8 to 25. Um, I guess this is after Busick's already been done in the book, by the looks of it. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely getting volume 3 when that comes out of this, because I have the first two volumes of uh, the, the Conan that Busick was working on. But what's weird is that they don't end it with volume 3. Hmm. It'd be a nice, neat 50 issues of, of that first yep. run. And, but they, they end Volume 3 with issues 1 to 7 of Conan the Sumerian, which makes you feel like, well, now i got to get number 4. I mean, they know your sickness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course they do. Uh, we've, we've talked a lot about this offline, but we have X-Men Milestones collecting the Onslaught Saga. Specifically, I, would, I, I think it only includes the phase issues, not the impact issues from back in the day. Um, I already own the, the complete epic collections of this uh, particular storyline, so I have no need for this. But I love that they are producing a very condensed, uh, more simplified version of the Onslaught book that doesn't have all the impact issues. Because some of them were terrible, some of them were very tangential, uh, some of them were really good, but at least this way it kind of cuts the, the chafe and just includes the core story. So for a person who's never read this story, is this the best way to read it or do you get the the x-men avengers um onslaught oh yeah take on it is i guess that is, is that that's a separate title isn't it it is but it looks like the avengers is included in this collection so i'm curious about that then because like what is in the x-men avengers one i think it's just an it's it's the printing of the story that isn't milestone labeled because um, I'm oh. collecting a lot of the X-Men stuff and I bought my first milestone recently, the Inferno, and I think it's a really good collection how they've pieced it all together in comparison to what it was like before and like the three different volumes that you have to get and there's a lot of that tangential stuff but I'm wondering from your perspective, knowing this material, is this a, a good format to get the, the, the full story without all the, the fat on it? 
I think so. Yeah. So I, I just did a, a quick look. So the X Men Avengers onslaught. Yeah, that's basically just taking the omnibus and, and splitting it up into two portions by the looks of it. Um, okay. If you just want to get the story and don't want the fat, then the Milestones is the way to go. Um, okay. Because, again, there's a lot of fat. Now, that being said, some of the fat's really entertaining. Um, but some of it is really pointless or just doesn't add that much that you need to be reading it. Yeah, you, it's like you kind of become a slave to... Well, yeah, like like in the, like there's a very brief moment where like the I think the shield helicarrier comes down or the sentinels all over the city and if you kind of want to know that the Punisher's around to help rescue people from the shield helicarrier then go read you know that tie-in but it has nothing to do with the actual and so and actually back in the day which I love that they did this they branded every book that was quote unquote mattered to the, the main narrative they they said it was part of either phase one or phase two. And then you had Impact, Impact 1 or Impact 2. So it just marked where in the story generally the impact was taking place. But it was just impacted by what Onslaught was doing in the universe without adding a big piece to the pie. And actually gotcha. being a more of an integral part of the crossover. So the, the Milestones is really just giving you the phases. And the impact is what you get in, in the extra uh, other trades. So I like that they've kind of broken it out that way. I always love that they kind of positioned it that way because you always kind of knew what you didn't need to follow. And uh, for you, if you've never read this before, yeah, just pick up the Milestones. Or, you know, I can throw my, my omnibus at you. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, it might hurt you, but... I, like, yeah, see, I've for, seen that thing. That's a big sucker. Like, Onslaught, to me, I mean, I'm always going to have a very special connection to it because that was my first crossover. Like, I started buying X-Men, sorry, Uncanny X-Men, with issue 332, and, like, this milestone collects the issue after that because that's when it starts really ramping up into Onslaught. So I was there. That was my crossover. That was my big event that really made me an X-Men fan and really brought me into comics on a more regular basis as opposed to just picking up an issue here or there which I'd done previously so like I I owned these epic collections these you know these trades and then I had to buy the omnibus because I'm like this is this is just this is the book for me this is the you know such an important part of my my relationship with comics comes from this book so I had to buy it so so you recommend this story I mean I do I think it's got some great moments does it all work no but for the moment I think more of it works than doesn't Fine by me. I'm sold. On my list. So I'm, I'm actually writing this down on your yep. list here? Oh, yep. look at you, X-Men Milestones. Now, you you hate the trade dress, though? It's it's just... You know what it is? I, I, it's weird? Yeah, it's kind of like... I wish they would just reprint, you know, do, do a, a complete collection line. The Milestones with the... Because it has the original cover in like a frame, do you know what I mean? With it, a, a full-on yellow yeah. trade dress. That's the thing that's like, why do you got it? Why can't you just put the full cover on, on the cover? Because simultaneously, they're still printing Executioner's Song and Extinction Agenda and and Bishop's Crossing in that new printing, quote unquote, format. Hmm. Simultaneously with Milestone, and it's pretty much collecting the same material. Yeah, I don't know. So it's kind of like, which one do I want to go with? I don't know. It's 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 really hard. I I I like the idea that they basically said. I mean, for a long time, X crossovers were kind of the big thing. So I like that they've kind of gone and said, okay, if you just want to get the crossovers and the big stuff, you can just do that. Yeah. 
and you know can kind of get the greatest hits. And that's basically what it is, right? It's X Men's greatest hits. It's not meant yes. to be the you know this is the complete everything, all warts and all. This is if you just want the good stuff or just the big stuff that shaped that mythos. That's where you have to go. And and that's what those other books essentially did as well. Like Follow the mutants is no longer the the way that they were printing it in those two volumes that had all of the yeah. lead up to the X Men and all of the lead up to the X Factor, like you really get a full sense of the story of where they were at instead of just the three issues that had the label on on the mass head. Yeah. But you don't I, I mean you need them in at the same time, like, is it actually that integral to the story that's in those three issues? And I'd argue may, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Yes, I agree. Sometimes yes, sometimes no. I felt like the X Factor Fall of the Mutants was a little bit more of like a nicer arc oh, for sure. leading into it, yeah. All right, now we got uh, Captain Marvel Volume 2. This is by Kelly Thompson, who was actually just on my show the other day. Um, and actually, I haven't read issue 11 yet, but I know something big is happening there. Um, and a character from this book is being relaunched. It's not relaunched, just spun off into her own miniseries. Uh, but so far, if you haven't been reading Captain Marvel, you really should. It's really good. Uh, next up, we got Legends of Marvel Spider-Man. So this is one of those weird things where they just try to collect a bunch of kind of un- of uh, disparate uh, one-shots. That being said, I-, I like that two of them are there. I don't understand the Power Pack one, just kind of being shoehorned into a Spider-Man trade. But otherwise, yeah. you have two really enjoyable uh, one-shots that came out for the 80th anniversary of Spider-Man. Sorry, of uh, Marvel, I should say. Um, and, I mean, just look at some of the people involved. You had Peter David, Tom DeFalco, Eric Larson, Jerry Conway, Louis Simonson. Like, that's some heavy hitters. Yeah, for sure. You uh, getting this? Um, I don't think so, only because, I mean, I already own two of the singles, and I actually yeah. own, and I own a page of artwork from uh, Spider-Man Self-Improvement, so I just don't feel the need, but I do enjoy them. Like again, I, I bought them. I put my money down. Like I, I have the yeah. digital copies of them to, from that you know that 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 uh, purchase. Like I don't think that they're not worth buying. I just already bought them and don't think I need them in a trade format. Right. Uh, then we have, I mean, the for the millionth uh, the millionth time, New Avengers Breakout now as part of uh, part of Marvel's select hardcover series. Uh, if you haven't already read the New Avengers from 15 years ago, this is your chance to go back and read it in a new format. Oversized yeah. hardcover. Yeah. Pass. I got an omnibus form. <laughs> I care. Nah. I got an omnibus. I'm a snob. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, uh, not, buying this, I'm not buying this sucker again. No. Uh, then we have Black Widow. Welcome to the game. So this is collecting more of Black Widow's uh, this various miniseries. These are the two of the ones by Richard Morgan uh, from the mid-2000s. Obviously, she has a movie coming up, so it makes sense for these to come out. Yep. Uh, we got now. This is, I feel like, a lot of people's kind of big one that they wanted for years: the Incredible Hulk by Peter David Omnibus Volume One. Um, it's probably not the way I'd want this collected, to be honest. I think the Epics is probably a better way to go, considering how much material there is. But uh, for those who are big uh, slaves to the Omnibus format, I mean, finally you're going to get a lot of Peter David. Yeah, this and like they say here, the character redefining a hundred and thirty plus issue Hulk run. You're going to have, like, if you want to get into this omnibus game, you're going to have at least three, minimum. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first one only collects, what, 37 issues. So Yeah, they're going they're, they're going the long game with this one. You're going to have four omnibuses at the end of it. For sure. It's crazy. Oh. Like, I, again, I'm glad it exists. It's just not something I'll be purchasing, but, I mean, I'm glad it is out there for those fans of this format. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's, good, it's good stuff. 
Oh, for sure. Uh, next up, uh, this kind of goes to your idea of being kind of annoyed by short, uh, very skinny trades. We have Doctor Strange by Mark Wade, Volume 4, a great book, but you get three of the regular issues in an annual. That seems really skimpy, but it does have somehow go up to, well, it's only 112 pages, too. So, again, very skimpy stuff. Yeah, no, I, I don't like it. Uh, then we have Invisible Woman, so collecting uh, her, uh, I guess, just one series. It's not Volume 1, so I guess it was just a, ended up being just five issues. And it's Mark Wade. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm sure it's enjoyable. This would be a maybe if I again. This would be something I would probably buy if when I see it at BMV for ten bucks. I'd read this. Mark Wade, yeah. <laughs> Only ten dollars. Nothing more than ten dollars. Well, again, 112 pages. I know. Right, and you can see from the artwork, it's not. It's not going to be overly verbose. So you're you're going to get through this really quick. I don't want to pay twenty one dollars. Okay, okay. Next, next up, we got Conan the Barbarian, the original Marvel Years Omnibus, Volume 3, as they keep trucking onwards. Another quality, this is quality stuff, right? Buscema, Chagin, Thomas. Oh, yeah. Good, Again, good looking book. I don't know, I, I don't think I'm going to pick any of these omnibuses up. I There is a definite market for this, and, and usually there are people who've read them and love them. Um, I'm definitely enjoying the Conan that I'm reading now, but I also don't know if I need or love Conan enough to spend $158 Canadian to you know relive the classic adventures. But again, for for the fans, I'm really glad that they are finally able to get their shit together and work yeah. with the Howard Estate and get this stuff done. Yeah, I almost bought that first Conan uh, omnibus at this year's Fan Expo because there, I saw it at a table for 60 bucks and I was tempted. Because it was Roy Thomas, Roy Thomas, and Barry Windsor Smith, with John Buscema, I think, or Gil Kane coming in at the end. So I'm like, that's that's good stuff. But do I love again Conan enough to own it in omnibus form? And I I missed the opportunity. By the time I went back to the table, it was gone. So mm. settled. Now we have a, a Loki trade paperback uh, by Daniel Kibblesmith, who is not a writer I recognize. I don't think I recognize Oscar Bazaldua either, um, but uh, I've heard some good things about it, so I, I'm, I'll consider it, but definitely not on my absolute going-to-buy list. Uh, next up is the uh, well, the recipient of the Eisner Award for Best New Series 2018, Black Bolt, uh, collecting all 12 issues of that series. Uh, this was a great book. I don't know if you've read this. No, I haven't. It's, it's really something special. It's different. Uh, it'll probably make you appreciate Absorbing Man more than ever before. Um, it, I mean, it, it, it won an Eisner for a reason, and uh, it's definitely worth picking up. And again, this is the entire series, all 12 issues, all put together in a nice oversized hardcover. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pick it up necessarily, uh, as I have it in other formats, but I do recommend it. You know what? With, with the critical acclaim, maybe. Especially when you get the full story, 1 to 12, it, it's... That's it, right? It's, it's done after twelve. Yes. Yeah, I, I might. These, I, I'm interested in these type of collections because I like the completeness of it. Mm-hmm. Then we have the uh, Punisher Kill Crew, which uh, picks up uh, the Punisher after the War of Realms, uh, which is kind of a, a, a weird story. Then we move into a lot of Absolute Carnage stuff. We got Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool. Although it's interesting on the tr- on the collection uh, information, it collects three issues plus TBD. So that's makes me a little worried. <laughs> Yeah. 
And then and then we have the same thing with uh, actually no not the same thing I thought it was something else. Uh, then we have Miles Morales Volume Two again kind of skimpy. It's only collecting four issues of that series plus the free comic book day issue. So it's uh, again a little skinny at one twelve. Uh, then we have Valkyrie Jane Foster Volume One uh, a little bit thicker 128 pages. It's got five issues of the of that series uh, plus a story from War of the Realms Omega. So it's collecting the first arc plus the kind of prelude. Uh, so at least that feels more complete to me and doesn't feel nearly as skimpy. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, 128, 30 pages of a story. It's yeah, Even though it's only one issue more than the 112 pages, which sounds very particular and, and stupid of us to, to look at it like that, you, you feel like, I don't know, you get your money's worth a little more. I mean, it's all about trying to get as much value as possible, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to... Really uh, when, whenever I used to buy... Uh, but like collections on Comixology when they used to these their sales used to be a lot better than they are now because uh, a lot of stuff used to go for two ninety nine or three ninety nine and now it's always higher. But the, usually when that happened, I would always kind of be like, okay, how many pages in this collection and what's my like per page cost? And I was always trying to keep it down to like less than five cents per page. Right. But it's hard sometimes. Um, then we have a, a, a new series of books, which I'm surprised it's in trade because it's kind of floppy, and I feel like it could they could have done hardcovers, and maybe they just didn't think it was worth the cost. But you have these Mar- Marvel monographs. This time it's The Art of Declan Shalvey. Um, the author on all of these is John Rat Thomas, known as Gormu on the, on the Marvel Masterworks forums, and the uh, previous dude. previous guest on my show, and keep trying to get him back on. And so he's working on all these Marvel monographs books, so that's at least uh, exciting always to see him his uh, name on these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we've got some Marvel Rising readers. Uh, we've got Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I am salivating for this because my son finished the first volume and wanted more. And I'm like, ah, I don't know if they're going to do another one. And now I know right. they do, but it's not coming out till January. But at least we know what's coming. There you go. And I think they have enough c- content to do four of these uh, these collections. But I'll, again, they kind of come out when they want to come out. So who knows when I'll get the third and fourth volumes. But very excited. This is an absolute buy. I think I've already pre-ordered it, actually. Sweet. Because have you yeah, read any of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? I have not, but I've, I've always heard good things about it. Completely charming. That's what I would say. Okay. Uh, we've got Morales Morales. Great responsibility. Again, who knows where this is or when it is? I mean, it looks like based on the description that it takes place still in the Ultimate Universe, which I, eventually that's just going to be confusing as well because you know it's meant for you know a different reader who's not maybe up on continuity. It's not numbered in the same way, so how I don't even know how you would traverse that. Yeah, was the first one that they did in in this format in the, in the Ultimate Universe as well? I'm, I'm actually not sure because they list there's two comparable the two companion titles uh, that have already come out but I'm not even sure when those came out like I, the only reason I even know that this one takes place in that reality is because it mentions Cataclysm which I vaguely remember taking place in the Ultimate Universe so I'm not even sure like it, it's again this is where maybe they, they don't want to say what's in it because they don't want to deter readers and make it more confusing because they're trying to make it this great entry point but for me I'm just like where is this when is this and I that just frustrates me yeah but whatever I, I guess it's not necessarily for me yeah there's pl- yeah exactly right uh, next up is a book that I'm going to buy the price point is definitely very dear um, but at least it's like kind of a weird oversized format. It's fantastic for grand design. Um, it's not by the same creator who did the X-Men grand designs, but it's kind of in the same vein. 
Um, yeah. So I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, I'm actually in the middle of reading. So I, I didn't. I think I only bought digitally the um, the issues of X Men Grand Design, but I bought the trades because uh, it was in kind of the Marvel oversized Treasury format, which I really enjoyed and I thought really worked for the material. And I've been actually going through it with my son, and he's loving the X Men one because he's you know seen the cartoon, he kind of knows some of the characters. I tell him stories about the X Men all the time, so we're kind of going through the Grand Design version. So I'm excited to have the Fantastic Four one to be able to show it to him. Yeah, and Tom Scioli. I think he's he's very much in the same vein as Ed Piscor. If you haven't seen his work, he did the Transformers GI Joe okay. um, crossover. I did not know I that. Don't know if you, yeah, it's 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 very stylized. Like you can't mistake in his work. Okay. Uh, next, we have Contagion, which is a currently running series. Based on the description, doesn't really interest me. But if I hear a lot of good things, maybe I'll think about it. Uh, we got some Star Wars uh, Legends. We got Star Wars Legends Forever Crimson, which it just—I I mean, I guess it's about a specific character who showed up a lot in Star Wars because it's got like very disparate issues. Issues what, sixteen, twenty-seven, twenty-nine, fifty, and then the—they uh, recently did an issue one hundred eight as part of uh, I don't know legacy stuff. So uh, that's a very particular type of fan who's going to buy that. So that's definitely not me because I, I have no connection to those original series. Yeah, me neither. Uh, next up, we've got Star Wars, the original trilogy, the movie adaptations, trade paperback. So I like that they're doing them all in one big trade paperback, because for a while they kept just reprinting each one in like their own trade. And I'm glad, like, if I was ever going to buy these, I'm glad I've waited this long, because to be able to get them all at once, as opposed to buying them all separately, which I think would have been more expensive. This is kind of cool. I think this is... I would consider doing something like this to get the, the movie trilogy adaptations mm-hmm. in one big collection. I like that. Uh, next up is the Oz, the complete collection, wonderful wizard and marvelous land graphic novel, uh, trade paperback. So it looks like it's the same size as the Marvel Rising, but it's not quite lumped together with it. Uh, but it does seem to be the same kind of size and dimensions. Uh, great price point. I mean, I don't think you can do better than this. It's 376 pages for $21 Canadian. Like that's we just talked about 120 page trades going for the same price, and this is three times as long. Yeah, is this what's the format of this? Is it going to be in that same Rising Readers format? It, it would appear to be the same size. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not enough to make me say no. In fact, for me, it's enough to say hell yes. Um, actually, I don't know if you've seen this recently. Um, there's been some trade paper, uh, sorry, hardcover collections of certain Marvel comics have started showing up at Dollarama for like four bucks. Um, and so, like for example, yeah. So, like for example, the the first of these uh, Wonderful Wizard of Oz books, which is I think the hardcover is like twenty five to thirty bucks. Uh, they have a they have it at uh, at Dollarama for four dollars, and I picked it up. I was like, I cannot go wrong with this. Um, they had a bunch of others. There's some uh, non Marvel stuff, but they had um, actually well Marvel wise, they had the Green Goblin trade from the Phil Yurick days for four bucks, uh, which I would have bought if I didn't own. And my wife's like, you can't buy it again. I'm like, all right, fine. Um, they had um, they had uh, a whole line of Star Trek books that are like these nice hardcovers. I forget which company pushed them out, and they're usually like thirty to forty dollars per volume. They're all four bucks there, and they had. I remember when I went, there was like twelve separate volumes there. There was actually one for I think volume one or maybe two, which was for the uh, uh, Star Trek. Um, oh, what's it called? 
City on the Edge of Forever, I believe, um, which is a, a classic Harlan Ellison story. Well, they had that for four bucks, and again, I had once contemplated buying it for thirty-five dollars, and now I have that hardcover for four bucks. Bought one for my friend, just threw it at him. He's like, "We well, want some money for this." I'm like, "No, it's four bucks. Who cares?" Like, I love that stuff. Anyways, a digression. This stuff again, so much content. It's a, a great format, it's, but it's very budget conscious. You get so much good. Two complete stories, 16 issues. I am so in on this. I have pre-ordered it. Can't wait to uh, read it with my son because the hardcover is a little harder to read with him. This is perfectly his format. Uh, I'm, I'm so in. Cool. I got to go to Dollarama now. My wife always loves going to Dollarama for herself, but if they got comics there. <laughs> they got trades, man. They got trades and like hardcovers. It's, it's crazy. Uh, now I don't know. They have this is kind of a, a weird smorgasbord, but they have Marvel vs. Black Panther graphic novel, which again looks to be the same trim size. It's got an issue of Marvel Adventures Fantastic Four. It's got two issues of Black Panther from 1977. It's got an Iron Man annual from 1970, and it's got one issue of Shuri. So I don't know who that's for, but I that's not for me. Yeah, no, me neither. It's such a weird choice. Um, and then we have Conan, the Hour of the Dragon, which, again, interesting that they're doing these, like, omnibuses and getting all this classic uh, content out. And then this one is a very specific, you know, four issues of Giant Size Conan, uh, first issue of Savage Sword of Conan, then another issue, and then an annual. I guess it's all kind of loosely connected in the storyline. So I guess it's very story-specific, kind of like the Star Wars one we saw before. Uh, again, for fans of the content, that's cool. But, again, I feel like those people want co- complete collections, not uh, storyline collections. Yeah, but I guess for something, like you said, specific like this, where these stories connect, and this is the best way to read this particular story, it might be right up your alley. Yeah. If you don't want to own an entire omnibus that might have these issues haphazardly scattered about. Yeah. Now we're into February, so we've got Star Wars Age of Republic hardcover, which has a ton of of one-shots that they recently put out. Um, The problem with collecting something like this, though, is that there's no consistency in terms of the quality or creative teams. It's just a ton of different stories. So it's cool that they're putting them all together in one space, but um, I just, especially on a hardcover format, I would stay away. Um, Just because it's not like you're getting a consistent story. You're getting so many separate stories. It's cool to have as an anthology, but for me, I'm not going to spend more to have that in hardcover. Uh, then we have Star Wars Doctor Aphra, who keeps uh, plugging along with issue, sorry, volume seven. Uh, after that, we got Star Wars Target Vader, which was actually a really interesting miniseries. Uh, very different stories, um, or no, I'm thinking of a different one, I think. Uh, but still, this is an interesting story about Vader. And then we have History of the Marvel Universe Treasury Edition. So again, kind of the same size as those uh, trade paperbacks for the Grand Design books. Um, I'm, I, I bought the singles, and I'm also buying this uh, this treasure edition. There's just something special to me about having, you know, the history of the Marvel Universe all kind of put together, uh, nicely spun together by Mark Wade in a nice oversized treasure edition. It's soft cover, but it has kind of a different feel to it because it's extra big. I am uh, totally in on this. Me as well. Count me in. All right, because you. And I, and I- you have not been in on much yet. Um, this is actually the lightest you've been in any time we've done this. I think you only had two you books sure? so far. Yeah. No, I have. I've got. I think four books on my list. I got Spider Man. Yeah. I have Black Bolt. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it was for sure on your list. I thought that was like a maybe. I have Black Bolt. What else do I got? X Men Onslaught. Yes. And I actually put the Star Wars movie trilogy, but that's Ooh, a maybe. Okay. 
Well, I'll put I'll put that in the one I've been keeping track of too. <laughs> I I just don't want to feel like I'm the only one that's giving them all my money. Yeah, well, you're not. I had eventually buy a lot more than I expected to buy <laughs> after the fact. Uh, next up, we got Black Widow Widowmaker. So again, collecting uh, more of her different books uh, that have existed. So uh, this is pretty cool. Um, the only one kind of bad thing about this is that Widowmaker was kind of a, a storyline that came together from the Hawkeye book at the time, as well as Black Widow. So I feel like you'll miss some of the context there because it was, again, uh, resolving plot threads from both books. But for the most part, I think this is cool to have all this Black Widow material from the same period all put into one uh, big collection. Yeah, for sure. And then below it, talk about disparate tales. You got Beware the Black Widow. It's Black Widow Epic Collection. Uh, so this is just a lot of different material. This is Volume 1, so you have your original appearances in Tales of Suspense. You have various uh, adventures in the Avengers. You have an Amazing Spider-Man issue. You have issues, issues from Amazing Adventures. you got uh, a Daredevil issue. You've got other material from Avengers. Uh, I mean, if you're looking to collect everything about Black Widow, this is your place. Um, but it's a very it's a very interesting... Like, if there was no movie, I don't think you'd ever get this. Yeah, no... I- know with the epic collection but you're right it's coming out because of the movie uh, you, you you know you're right maybe they would have done it in like year 20 when they finished off yeah. all the other lines but like the fact that we're getting it before we've gotten other books like we're getting this before we're getting a complete spectacular spider-man like it's very specifically because there's a movie yeah yeah for sure Next up is Future Foundation, so that's uh, collecting the current adventures of the Future Foundation in the Marvel Universe. After that, we have another Marvel monograph, this time the art of Arthur Adams, which is pretty cool uh, to have a bunch of his art. The only thing that I haven't liked about the Marvel monographs when I took a look through one of them was that for some of them, there was a lot of white space, and they weren't like blowing up some of the pages the way I would have expected them to. Um, it's actually one of the things I'm hoping at some point when John comes back on the show, I can talk to him about the Marvel monographs just to kind of understand what went into those books because they're very cool, but I feel like there is some missed opportunities or just odd choices. Um, so I'm just curious. But you know, for fans of Arthur Adams, this is a great uh, place to get a lot of his artwork. Yeah. Uh, and then we, then we got a lot of uh, currently running a series. We got Fantastic Four Volume Four, uh, collecting the current uh, series by Dan Slott. Uh, then we have Agents of Atlas, the complete collection, Volume Two. So I'm really glad they're doing these because there was a lot of Agents of Atlas books, and I never knew w- what came first, what to read in what order. So I like that they're kind of putting them all into these complete collections. I'm not going to be buying any yet, but uh, it's very cool that they're consolidating in an easy to read format. Mm-hmm. Would you give this a shot, or is this maybe someday when it's five dollars? Or no, you know what? I I don't know enough about the 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 run or the line of of story, mm-hmm. so I'd have to look into it a little bit more, hear people talk about it, and I would maybe do it. But as of right now, no. Next up is the Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection, Volume 5. The sec- it's actually called The Secret of the Petrified Tablet, which is interesting to me just because I recently had Fabian Nicieza on the show specifically to talk about his sequel to that story um, okay. that, that he did called uh, Spider-Man Lifeline from 2001. Um, yes. Now, this continues, you know, the this is Volume 5, so when this is done, we'll have had five straight volumes of Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, I'm guessing you already have this anonymous, so we'll not be picking this up? No, I, I don't not on my radar to pick it up no okay but it, it is a a very good sweet spot of spider-man stories oh yeah i mean i love sure. john Romita senior um I, I know it's heresy but for me he's more of my spider-man artist than ditko i know it's wrong to say that i know i've upset people but it's just he's just more 
the Spider-Man artist I like. Um, I really like his take on the character. I like his take on the villains. Uh, I own the omnibuses. I think I only own the first three. I didn't buy the fourth because now yeah, I know the too. I know the epic collections are taking over for me now. So I'm yep. buying I'm buying this because it's easier to take away on vacation than a giant omnibus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with you though. I like John Romita Jr. as well. I mean, uh, se- John senior. Romita Sr. Yes, Sr. I like them both. It's so hard. John Romita Sr. over. <laughs> Ditko for me, okay. but I know the importance and value, and you know all of the things that Ditko did with Spider-Man. But I like that look and feel of of Peter when he went to college. Yeah. That's me, though. I would I would probably say that I would I would agree with people that obviously Ditko is more inventive and does more in terms of inventing the world and creating, and Ramita is better at maybe refining that vision and making it more commercial. Like, let's be honest, like. Spider-Man is more commercial when it's Ramita. It's not as commercial when it's it's Ditko. When it's Ditko, it's it's challenging. It's 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 groundbreaking. It's different. It's you know it, it's ugly at times in a good way. You know what I mean? Like it it's mm-hmm. not as you know perfect as the kind of the classic DC heroes of the day. Whereas you know I would say Ramita really uh, kind of filed off the harder edges. Yeah, and, and I think I know that for the purists who say, oh, we've never gotten, you know, a proper Spider-Man movie because Ditko is the real spider I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Stan Lee wrote the character for as long as he did, and there's... I like the fact that with this particular character, you saw the ugly puberty era of the character and then to becoming more of a man and a person who gains a little bit of confidence. Like, you want to see that growth in a person who you're following through kind of real time mm-hmm. and I think that transition to Ramita Seniors is a good one For and sure. I like it uh, next up is the Excalibur Epic Collection this is volume 4 now are you buying this because you've, you've decided to uh, go in on Excalibur um, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable right now with the first two volumes that mostly collect Claremont and Davis stuff Okay. I'll see how much I enjoy those books because I don't know how the series continues after they're no longer the main duo on it. I know that there's fill-ins in, in those issues as well, but For sure. we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of people who will say that the Alan Davis period when he's writing and doing the book like is is, is probably the best Excalibur, and uh, as even compared to some of the Claremont stuff. But to me, it's it's I've never been a huge fan of Excalibur, so I'm probably staying away from that. Um, yeah. Next up is Tales Through the Marvel Universe, which is basically collecting... Uh, Marvel Comics presents one to eight. Although it's interesting that it says material from, so I'm curious what it decided not to cl- not to include. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, speaking of omnibuses, before getting reprinted, and now suddenly they're coming full force. We have Ultimates by Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. I I haven't pre-ordered it, but I feel like eventually I might end up with, the, with this on my shelf. Uh, already pre-ordered. Did you really? Yep. Damn. Now, do you have it in trade or no? I have uh, Ultimates 1 to 13 in trade. I've never read Ultimates 2. Really? Or owned it. Right, yeah. So that's why I figured because this is a nice, solid collection that isn't, uh, that, that's going to still be readable. Mm. It's not so huge that I'm going to be scared to pick it up. I, I said this is something worth having. So I would say I actually think that Ultimates 2 is better. 
Um, I think it's it's got some crazy turns, but it's really thrilling. I will say to get the full effect, I feel like you should take you know three to four issues, three to four months between reading issues, so you'll be able to appreciate the original experience of these issues. Because oh. <laughs> they were they were so sporadic because Hitch was just taking a little while. I don't know if it was going on at the time, but there was some definite uh, delays. Um, so I, I I would have to go back and see just how bad it was, but you know there were some delays in there which were harsh. And especially because some of them were like right after climactic moments, and then it just disappeared forever. Hmm. So okay. I feel like you should look up the original release dates and uh, see if you can simulate Read it, it that way. You <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's terrible, but I feel like, oh, okay. but it adds something and also takes away something at the same time. Okay, okay, maybe I'll do the experiment. Uh, next up, we have Spider-Man Miles Morales Omnibus. This completes uh, the entire you know Miles by Bendis era. Uh, collecting from the moment he steps into the 616 and right up until the minute that Bendis leaves the character. Um, so for fans of, you know, of Miles Morales and Bendis' take on him, this is a great place to stop because it's got everything, like, it just completes the entire Bendis run. Yeah. Uh, next up we have Wolverine, the daughter of Wolverine. Again, material from Marvel Comics Presents 1 to 9, so I guess they're, that's where the rest of the stories went. The Wolverine stories went over here. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Uh, great. <laughs> like, I've read some of the story. It's not bad, actually. And Sakara's got a good art, and I, I do enjoy Charles Sewell. Um, yeah, so, like, if you want to kind of read a, a fun Wolverine story, you can just look no further. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> if you make it sound like I'm trying to, like, make you do something you don't want to do. Well, I mean, it, it's just... There's some stuff that you're like, when did this happen? Do you know what I mean? Like when you go through these catalogs, like when did this come out? What's this collecting? Who's yeah. The, like you always say, who's this for? Uh, it's probably good because Charles Soule is a great, a great writer. This is just, for, just this is for like, fans is of this? Uh, this is fans of Wolverine. That's all, and it's not and necessarily yeah. of a specific period. Uh, next up, we have one that I have ordered already. Thor by Jason Aaron, The Complete Collection Volume 2, because I never bought any of it in trade, knowing that eventually it would all be in a nice, big, comprehensive series. And here we go. I've been rewarded. This stuff is great. I have this whole series in the oversized hardcover. Mm-hmm. All, all, it's, yeah, it was a wonderful read. So recommend this to anybody. And this is a great way to, to, to collect it, too. What's nice about this, and something that is, <laughs> I, as far as I know, not in the hardcovers, is that it uh, it has the Thor's Secret Wars miniseries. Yeah, that, so, that is that is something that I'm missing. So that, uh, that yes. was something that definitely upset my brother-in-law, because he owns all the oversized hardcovers, and then he has to own Thor's in that sad little trade, kind of wedged between his hardcovers. He's like, ah! Yeah, it is weird. And, and I don't know if this one has Unworthy Thor or if it will be in the next complete collection, but that's another one, too, that I have in that, you know, separate trade as well. Yeah, so as far as I know, that, this, that, that should be in the next one. Yeah. No, they, these are these are definitely worth your, your money. For sure. Uh, next, we have Acts of Vengeance Avengers. So, uh, you know, Acts of Vengeance got two hardcovers back in the day, and I guess they're just picking out some of that stuff and branding it this way and uh, putting it all together uh, you know it, I love this stuff but it's all so disparate because again you're reading so many different books and by all, all these different creative teams it's really ups and downs 
Uh, but I enjoyed it a lot. It was, again, one of the first omnibus I ever bought because originally when I started buying them, I said, I'm not going to buy any continuing series. I'm just going to buy special event omnibuses. That was my original idea, and this is definitely adhere to that concept. That's, no, that's a good way to approach it for sure. Do you think this trade paperback that it does collect quite a bit of stuff is going to give you the full scope of this story? I think that depend, it, it depends what you mean. Well, no, I, I, it depends what you mean, because the actual, you know, thrust of what this storyline was is basically just in the Avengers books. Now, it spirals out and affects all these other books, but in terms of actually understanding what Acts of Vengeance was, you really just need the Avengers books. Like, you don't need everything else. Uh, everything else is so just... this will do the trick. In terms of the main story, Yes. In, in in terms of the fun of all the mixed up, you know, all the different connections and all the different choices and, and who fights who and all those types of things, no, you're not going to get to enjoy that. You're not going to get to enjoy Spider-Man versus Magneto or Spider-Man punching the Hulk into space. You don't get any of that stuff, but you do get to see all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it's, it's, this it's, is a maybe. It's a, it's a very interesting one. Uh, we got Black Panther Visions of uh, Wakanda Hardcover which I'm unsure really what this is. It looks like it's just it's packed with artwork from different eras of Panther storytelling, but I don't really know what that means. Uh, this is a pass for me. Yeah, me too. I'm, again, I'm not sure what this is. It could be really cool, but again, it's not doing me any favors in terms of not really telling me what it is. Uh, the exactly. ne- Next up, we have another Marvel Masterworks. We have The Mighty Thor, Volume 19. Uh, oof, man, they're already up to issue 300 of the Thor books. That's a lot of stuff in Marvel Masterworks. Yeah. I, those guys who do it, man, I give them a salute. Oh, yeah, for sure. Guys. Uh, then we got the Punisher Epic Collection, Jigsaw Puzzles. This is Volume 5 of that series. Very cool. Uh, I'm not really a Punisher fan, but again, I'm glad that they're doing it for the fans of the character because there are a lot of them. Uh, we've got the What If Classic, the Complete Collection, Volume 3. I'm actually just waiting for them, hopefully, to do What If Volume 2, like uh, the second volume that started, I think, in the 80s. Uh, not that I don't like this volume as well, and they're definitely longer issues in general than what we got in the 90s series. It's just I have less of a connection to this stuff, and I, I really like some of the inventiveness about the, the 90s, 80s and 90s series. But uh, I do. this might be, if I was going to buy any volume, it would be this one, because this one has uh, What If Gwen Stacy Lived and also What If the uh, Peter Parker clone survived. So if, if I was ever going to buy one volume of this, and again, I would eventually have to buy volumes one and two because, God forbid, I just have volume three on my shelf, but this would be the one. Heretic. Just a volume three? I know, right? It's upsetting. Actually, here's a question for you. What looks weirder and is odder on your shelf? Having a volume three or just a volume two? What would offend Man. your sensibilities more? years ago I wouldn't have cared but now I look at my shelf and it's just like how could I not have matching spines so <laughs> I'm the wrong guy to ask I, I, you know what have, there is I do have an anomaly on my shelf it's those uh, adventures of Superman um, that were released in digital format and they put out three volumes in the trade I kept the volume three because that's the stories that I wanted to read the other two I read I enjoyed them but I didn't need to keep them the volume three I kept, so there you go. I'm a heretic. <laughs> uh, next up, get the one you want. Yeah, of course. And next up, we got Venom by Donny Cates, volume three. So this is collecting what's happening during uh, Absolute Carnage, 
Uh, on the next page, we have oof, uh, X-Men versus Apocalypse, the 12 omnibus. I'm not buying this, mainly because if I, if I want X-Men in the 90s, I want it in trades. I don't want it in a series of omnibuses, but I'm, I'm still shocked that they're even bothering to do this. It's not the best X-Men material. It's definitely the X-Men material I grew up on, so I have a very soft spot for a book that doesn't deserve it. Because um, I remember this stuff, and I remember like how I felt when all of this stuff was happening, and how cool I felt it was. Looking back on it, doesn't really hold together that well. But I'm really glad it exists for the fans who really just want to have as much X Men Anonymous as possible. And it's collecting a bunch of orphaned books, so that's really cool. Yeah, tell. I know this is a bit of a tangent, and we we for time's sake. But this story, I heard that it had a lot of promise, and then it didn't live up to it. Is that a fair? Yeah, because there was the, the you know Claremont used to love seeding things, and we had this idea of something called the Twelve, and we had like for years they were confirming who was part of this Twelve and what the Twelve meant and what they were destined to do, and it was kind of a changing of the millennium type of thing. Cause it was just as ninety nine was closing that this big storyline was going to happen, and it was apocalypse, and he was going to try and take over the world, manipulating the Twelve. Like it was very cool concepts, and it didn't quite stick the landing. But, you know, very cool ideas. And I, I would say some cool stuff came out of it. And definitely uh, Grant Morrison, everything he did with Cyclops could not have happened without this story. Okay. So that's as vague as I okay. can get. Okay, so it's, I'm not going to buy an omnibus for it. But if it was collected in trade, in two different trades, would you get it? Uh, well, here's the thing. It was already, and I didn't buy it when I had the opportunity, but now as more years go on, the more I regret the decision. Okay. okay. So you I know they're going to put it in two separate trades, so we'll, we'll have this conversation in the next catalog. Well, when that happens, I'm going to buy it, because I, I missed out on the first opportunity, and the more I think about it, the more I wish I had the you know the, the 90s of my original combine youth in trade, so... Uh, if it comes out again, um, rebranded or re-split or reorganized, whatever, I'll probably buy it next time. Okay. Uh, then we have the Daredevil by Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maliev Omnibus, Volume Two. Again, new printing. So within the space of just two months, you're getting all of Bendis in uh, in his Omnibus reprinted. There you go. Uh, we got, That's uh, nice that they're doing that. <laughs> it is. We got the Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I believe this is the end of her book. 12 volumes, 50 issues. Absolutely incredible that it went this long. Yeah, well, people who read it, they love it, man. Yeah, I'm not one of those people. Because, I know. Not get, to say that it isn't good. Not to say it isn't good. I just haven't gotten into it. I can't get into but, the art. I know people love the art. They find it charming. And for me, I just... it's And I it's not like I don't read charming books. Like, I... I read Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, for God's sake. Like, I like charming books. It's not like I don't have a lighter, fun side. It's just, I, I couldn't connect with her art. No, or his art. dark and twisty, don't lie. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, we got Ecstatics, the complete collection. Now, I'm considering it. I, I don't yeah, know. Me too. Here's the thing. I hated Alred's art when I first saw it. Like, when this book first came out, and it supplanted what X-Force was, and it was this weird, crazy story, and all these weird characters, I was like, no way. I don't care. But as years have gone on, and I've started to appreciate Howard a little bit more, I definitely am considering it. But I feel like I won't be able to make the jump. I I don't know. Uh, you know what? I've, I've heard really good things about Ecstatics, but like for you, all reds artwork has always been a little off-putting for me i've never known exactly how to take it if that makes any sense mm -hmm. 
like where does it all fit in with what I what I know about the Marvel universe? It always feels like it's it's it's, its own side thing. But after the Silver Surfer run, I'm more open to experimenting. Yeah, I would. I'm kind so this of. This is a maybe for me. I'm kind of the same way. Then we have Captain America, Sam Wilson, the complete collection. So obviously, we're getting you know the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series on, on Disney Plus next year. So it makes sense that they'd want to put out a collection that includes a lot of stuff with Sam as Captain America. Um, so this is good. I mean, it's pretty comprehensive. Collects a lot of different material. Yep. Um, you know, and I'm actually I'll consider it because I liked him as uh, as Captain America and a lot of different stories they were telling. Um, so this is pretty cool that they're doing this. Did you read this stuff? I did. It's good. And, it, and it, what did you think of it? I liked it. I mean, you have a bunch of different writers here, so it's not the most consistent at times. But for the most part, I thought it was pretty good, and I liked the evolution of the character. Okay. There's in within what's collected here. There's that um, Spider-Man Inhuman and Captain America special that they put one shots of that they then collected into a trade. That's right. That I never, I never finished that story because it didn't continue in one title. But I did really enjoy the Spider-Man issue that I had read of it. So to see it collected here like this in a worthwhile format, it's. It, I think it, that's that's good. I like that they did that. And you get a lot here, right? You're getting almost 500, yeah. 500 pages for you yeah. know fifty two bucks Canadian. You know it's not, it's kind of the going rate these days, but it feels like you're getting some heft. You're getting a lot of material, and again, it's it's not all disparate. You are getting like you know yeah. by Remender, you're getting his his run. You're getting you know um, uh, Hopeless's run. Like you're getting a lot of stuff. So I think it's yeah. it's definitely worth a shot. Uh, next up, we yeah. have the Life of Captain Marvel in the Marvel Select hardcover. I think it's a little presumptuous to put in the Marvel Select hardcover. I feel like that should be reserved for a certain, you know, kind of legendary status book. But I guess the idea is here they're trying to kind of uh, redefine who the character is and redefine her origin. And that's why they want to put this out in a very kind of new reader friendly uh, select hardcover. So it's very easy for people to kind of point to it and say that's the origin of this character. Uh, but for me, it's, it's, you know, it's not for me. Yeah, no, me neither. Uh, next up, we've got the Black Panther postcard book. Yeah. No, that, that for sure. i got to get that one. Right? <laughs> I'm sure it is awesome, but I just, like, I just not me. Um, X-Men Milestones, we've got the Operation Zero Tolerance, which, again, was my second major X-Men crossover. Uh, I own it in the oversized hardcover, so I'm not obviously buying this, but I love that they're doing it. And, you know, it's much more concise than the hardcover we have, which adds a lot more context in and around the issues. But, uh, you know, this is a pretty... I think it's a great story. You're missing out on the Generation X stuff for the most part. You only have one issue of it, but you don't really need it. It doesn't really add anything to the main narrative. They're including what you need with Jubilee, but uh, this is good. I, I, I would recommend this. I think this is a, a good read. Did it have the impact that it was supposed to, maybe? No, but when you're reading it, it feels thrilling. It feels like the X-Men have had their cushy mansion for too long with all their Shi'ar tech, so what happens when they have to go on the road and they're, you know, they're run to ground, they don't have the mansion anymore, um, you know, what happens when they're worried about the mansion being infiltrated by Bastion and his Sentinels and, and the, all these guys, you, you send in Cable to either save the data or destroy the data, uh, you have... The original X-Men are blown out of the sky and captured by Bastion, and they have to try to escape. And, uh, you know, Cyclops ends up with a bomb in his chest. What the fuck do they do now? Like, this is some really good stuff. On the list. Woohoo! This is what those... Again, remember, I was talking to you off-air about blind spots for my X-Men stuff, so 
I uh, the stuff that is good and worthwhile, I want to have in the collection. I'm going to have a special X Men um, uh, short box nice. with all of these special trades. Very cool. Now we have the Marvel Spider-Man script book card cover, which is a kind of a, a weird niche item, but very cool for fans of the uh, the PS4 uh, game, which by now is you know already a year old. But it's, it's a getting l- a lot of shelf life though with with things that come out of the game. Like they that's had, true. They just released a trade for for the video game tie-in. I don't know if, if you've read it or if it's worthwhile, but I didn't find it that worthwhile. To be honest, I feel like I got that story in the in the game and it was better. Okay, but yeah, they're they're getting a lot of they're stretching this out, which is cool. I'm happy for the success of the game. Uh, then we got Ghost Spider. Now, I I mean I whatever they're rebranding Gwen Stacy Spider Gwen as Ghost Spider. That's fine. What I did not know until right now is reading the description of Takeshi Miyazawa. I did not realize that he was Canadian. Like I've loved his book, I I I loved his work on the all the Spider-Man loves Mary Jane stuff, which I thought was just absolutely incredible. He's done he just his artwork is so good. I never realized he was also Canadian at the same time. So go, uh, fellow Canuck. There you go. It's a beautiful uh, cover. I like it. Yeah. Uh, next up is definitely a buy for me. Old Man Quill Volume Two. How is this book? So good. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, take your the, word for it. The artwork is fantastic. The story is really cool. I want to see more of this universe. I mean, the old man Hawkeye was a really uh, surprise revelation to me that I then bought in, in both trades uh, when they those came out, and then I started reading Old Man Quill. Loved it. Have the first trade of that. Can't wait to buy the second one. Uh, great story. Great. Uh, you know, it, the artwork is very fitting. Uh, very uber detailed. Like it's just a great book. Uh, I cannot re- recommend it enough. It is definitely worth buying. Uh, with the with the uh, the push for Agents of Atlas, we have uh, the collection of the new series by Greg Pak. Uh, so, for fans of Agents of Atlas, or this is obviously a very different versions of Agents of Atlas, but uh, at least they're keeping the name around and have a lot of different characters. And Greg Pak's writing it, so that's definitely cool. Uh, we have Strike Force, which is uh, Asgard's answer to X Force. Well, that's an interesting way of pitching a book. <laughs> uh, so, I haven't read anything about this. I don't even know if it's come out yet, but. Uh, you know, it, I, nothing about it makes me necessarily want to pick it up, but, I'm, again, it's cool to have these characters all, all together. Um, and then on the next uh, couple pages, we have Legends of Marvel X-Men. So, again, the 80th anniversary uh, aniv- um, uh, one-shots. These are all X-Men-related ones. So there's New Mutants War Children by Claremont and Sinkovich. You get Alpha Flight True North by uh, Jim Zub and a few other Canadians. And you have Wolverine Exit Wounds. Uh, so, again... If you didn't read any of those one shots, it's you know some of that stuff is very enjoyable. Uh, it's just kind of a hard to position book because you know what if you just want to read New Mutants War Children, then you should just tr- track down the book because you're not getting consistency here. You're getting three very different uh, stories and this. collections. What? I hate when they do this. I know it's not my yeah. favorite, but at least the, they have to collect the content somewhere. I guess. Uh, we got. What happens to just having a single issue that you liked? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but we're also collectophiles. Like, how dare you? <laughs> like, dude, that's not a thing, man. Like, everything has to be collected somehow. I guess. This is just the most efficient way they could figure it out. But I understand why it frustrates you. Uh, yeah. I get it. But it's just the only way you're going to get in a collected edition otherwise. Until they put it into an ultimate collection of Wolverine or something. I guess. But then we have Avengers by Jason Aaron, Volume 5. We got- On the list. 
Is it? All right. I'm collecting these, yeah. All right. And we got Arrow, Volume 1. Um, so that's a, it's one of the breakout stars of War of the Realms and New Agents of Atlas. Um, I've read a little bit of it. I did not find it that engaging, but I'm willing to perhaps, you know, when I see it at a, at a discount bin, give it a shot. Um, we have Age of Conan Valeria. So, again, I have only been reading the main Conan book in Savage Sword, so I, I will definitely consider uh, picking this up because I have been enjoying most of the Age of Conan books. Uh, next up, we've got Gwenpool Strikes Back. I haven't read any of it, and to be honest, I don't know if I want to just because the original Gwenpool book was so perfect that I can't imagine reading another solo with her in it. Well, it's, it's a, a complete story at least, right? You're not going to be... Yes. That that's the cool part about it. It's just an addition to whatever you know about her. But I, I feel you. You don't want to. You don't want your thing to be ruined. <laughs> Which is stupid. It's absolutely stupid. But I don't know. I just I, I can see her. And I was talking to Kelly Thompson about this and how you know Gwenpool is a very difficult character to write because you know she's she's one way in her own book, especially because she has all this power because of who she is. And when you put her in a, a team book, it just fundamentally changes part of how you, you use her and see her. And so I can read her in a, in a team book differently than I could ever read her in an ongoing because I've already experienced the joy of her full ongoing experience. So I don't know if I'd want to read something like that again. Uh, yeah, then, then we have Swordmaster Volume 1 again coming out of War of Realms. Uh, and then we have uh, Adventures of the X-Men Tooth and Claw. So this is coming out around the time of the uh, the 90s uh, X-Men and just telling stories. Again, this is in that uh, different um, kind of not-quite-digest style. It's more of an animated format. They recently did uh, a collection of this that just came out, uh, I think in the month or, last month or two. So this is just collecting that series. Again, it doesn't tell you the original issue numbers, which I find exceptionally frustrating. Yeah. Uh, then we have Star Wars Volume 13. This is the last volume before they relaunch the book. Uh, and this will be the last one I purchased because I started buying when it was, what, uh, what, who was it? Eminem? Or not Eminem. It was someone else even, even crazier. I think it was Cassidy at the beginning with... Um, yes, Jason Aaron and John Yeah, Cassidy. Jason Aaron, yeah. So I, so I jumped on board because it felt like reading a movie. And, you know, it, it's still been entertaining all the way through, but it definitely hasn't felt as strong. Um, and so I think I'm, I was ready to kind of stop buying Star Wars, but I didn't want to end, and now they're going to give me an out. Um, so this is the end, right? This is the well. I mean, then they're launching oh, a new series. book. Yeah, they're right. launching a new book that takes place basically the minute that Empire Strikes Back ends, uh, which is definitely cool and it makes me interested, and I'll consider it. But for the now, this is the end of my Star Wars uh, trade paperback chapters. Fair enough. Uh, next up is Conan the Barbarian, Volume Two: The Life and Death of Conan, Book Two. So again, I'm buying this in tra- in uh, soft, uh, sorry, uh, singles or floppies. So I'm not going to be picking this up myself, but I have been enjoying it. Although it's one gigantic story, told with many little stories, so it's definitely been good. Okay, I have this in digital. The Volume One. I want to read it. Read that first. Nice. And then we got the Marvel monograph, The Art of Chris Bacalo, uh, and then we have the X Men Children of the Atom box set, which is gigantic, but I also feel like it's kind of a been there, done that for a lot of people, because, I mean, you, you're getting so much stuff that has been collected elsewhere. You're getting the first 66 issues of X-Men. Then you're getting a whole kind of uh, smattering of all their appearances during the quote-unquote lost years. Uh, then you're That's getting... Cool. Which is cool, but again, you have this in other formats. You have this in epics. You have this mostly in, uh, in omnibuses, and now... 
you're going up to what issue 141 which is again to me oh, sorry issue 143 but just kind of a weird spot to end because i guess you're basically ending with burn um i don't know like i just feel like this oh this is in so many other formats it's in masterworks it's in everything that for me this wasn't something that really screams out you have to have this no, yeah and i feel like the second half of this collection is where everything really really kind of counts yeah. no not to be disparaging on the first 69 issues of whatever was done before but it's it's when you get to the burn and claremont stuff that really and and Cockrum. but if you go on amazon this is like 350 bucks it's still 350 bucks i know but for 350 bucks you're getting 3600 pages <laughs> yeah i mean it's better than 550 bucks I mean that's true. So you sorry, you said it was three fifty? Yeah. Alright, so three fifty divided by thirty six hundred pages. Alright, well it's hard to argue with that. It's not bad. It's 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 pretty good. It's that's a lot. But uh I don't know, it's just it's not for me, but what I do find interesting about it is the Lost Years premier hardcover. Like that's the part where I'm that's like, the that, part that's cool. That's kinda cool and more unique, whereas the other stuff mm-hmm. is you, you you've seen it elsewhere. Uh yeah. it's not like you can't get it elsewhere. Uh, speaking of X-Men, you got Marvel Masterworks Volume 12 for the Uncanny X-Men, getting up to issue 200, which is kind of a big milestone there. you got Marvel Masterworks Dazzler Volume 1. That's right. Dazzler jumps into the Marvel Masterworks form, and I feel like that kind of uh, kind of sullies the name of Marvel Masterworks, does it not? <laughs> well, people like Dazzler. I know. People love Dazzler. I don't know why. Um <laughs> Then, then we have, baby. Yeah. Then we have Uncanny X Force by Brick Remender Omnibus. I am not surprised that this is coming back. Again, I've moved on from the idea of wanting an omnibus. I have it in the Ultimate Collections instead. But if you don't own this, this is a, a brilliant full story by Brick Remender, and it's well worth buying. Tempted, but I like you. I have it in the the two trades. That, yeah. That that much more feasible to to read it. Now, speaking about another format for some reason, and I don't even know what this means, you got Marvel Portfolio, Joe Quesada, and it, it just has 12 gorgeous full-color reproductions of some of his most iconic works in a hardcover case, but it's 12 pages. Anyways. $63. Like, it's cool, but, like, I mean, this is for the Joe Quesada completist, obviously. Yeah, obviously. There's uh, a small group of people who buy that, I think. Yeah, that's a, it is a super niche product, very niche. I think. Yeah, yeah, very niche. Uh, then we got Marvel Spider-Man Velocities. This is spinning out of uh, out of the game uh, that we talked about earlier. Then we have uh, Taskmaster, The Right Price. So this is obviously timed with the movie because Task... Sorry, the Black Widow movie because Taskmaster's in it. Uh, so, you're okay. co- so you're collecting two very okay. different Taskmaster miniseries. Uh, they couldn't be more different, honestly. One of them is, you know, with... Um, with Udon Studios doing the art, very early 2000s. And then the other one is uh, much more modern, and you have a bit more of an origin of the character and kind of explaining things that have never been explained before. Um, but yeah, this is just a cash-in on the, on the movie and the character. Uh, but it's cool, because like, where else are you going to find these these books? So uh, at long last, these Taskmaster series are in one you know easy-to-collect spot. Right. Speaking of Taskmaster, because we're not done yeah. with him... He's also in a giant trade paperback of a lot of appearances. And again, if you just want to see a lot of his appearances throughout the years, you have 352 pages of Taskmaster. I, I want to know who buys these. 
uh, you know what? They're there. They're out there. If you're just a big fan of the character, you don't want to like. He hasn't been around in that many stories, so that to actually pick up all the different collections that feature these stories would take forever and it'd be very difficult. Whereas this is a nice, easy way to do it. Like this is pretty cool to me. No, it is, and 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 they do it for a lot of characters who are going to be featured in a movie or a television show. So, but it, it again, it's one of those like smorgasbord of all of these places where you can find them that won't be collected anywhere else. So obviously people are buying them. I just don't know who. <laughs> right, uh, would you get this? Uh, I would honestly, I'm tempted more so than I usually am. Usually when they do this type of stuff, I don't care. Um, right. but I find usually it's cause they do it out of heroes and they do like weird appearances of heroes who have made more appearances than they decide to reprint. Whereas this feels more, you know, the, the character doesn't appear that often. So they're reprinting all his different appearances. Like that's pretty cool to me. Like it, it intrigues me much more than normal. Okay. I don't know if it's enough to buy it, but I'm definitely more on the edge than I would normally be. Plus they're also reprinting stories back in a day when, you got one issue, you're actually getting a full story. Um, it's not like these days when they like print like, you know, issue one of like a six issue series. I'm like, well, that was useless. Thanks. Uh, this at least feels like I'm getting, I'm getting a lot of stories in here. Like it's 352 pages, but I'm getting a tremendous amount of actual story. True enough. Uh, next up, we've got gardens of the galaxy volume two. So that's collecting the current series. Uh, speaking of Black Widow, we got the entire Black Widow by Wade and Somni series, which I really dug. I own this both. I own both trades. Chris Somni is just such a fantastic storyteller. So this isn't for me, just because I already own it in a different format. But I'm really glad that they're putting this in one big collection, and hopefully people pick it up because this is I'll not to be missed. Up. This I'm going to pick up. This you're getting. Yeah, Good. I've read it. I've read them. I read all twelve, but I'd like to something of this quality. It's worth having. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we have Black Widow postcard book. Yeah, definitely on the list. <laughs> uh, we got but the next one is Captain America Volume Three. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this book. Me too. Me too. And I love the covers. Yes, absolutely. The like, covers. Oh, I wish there you had moments of, of those in the issues because the, the, it's just beautiful. It's really gorgeous stuff. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Web of Black Widow, which is Black Widow Year One. By Jody Hauser, uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, again, kind of timed with the movie is a, a nice, easy way to get into the character. Uh, next up is uh, the second volume of Anonymous. The last time we said this wasn't for us, but this is cool. We got Marvel Masters of Suspense, the Stanley and Steve Ditko Anonymous Volume Two. Yeah, no, that's 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 definitely going to appeal to some completion completionists and, and Ditko fans. Well, yeah, for Dicko fans who want to have all this stuff that hasn't ever been collected in one spot, like, that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, it's enough to make me think about it. Not enough to make me buy it, but enough to make me think about it. Yeah. Uh, Next up is the Wolverine Epic Collection, Inner Fury. uh, So this is Volume 6. It's actually only collecting, what, six, seven issues of the main series, but then it has a bunch of of the graphic novels that were coming out at that time. It also includes the Sabretooth miniseries, uh, issues one to four, as well as X-Men 25, because you have to if you're going to end this volume with 75, which has the reveal of the Bone Claws after his adamantium gets ripped out. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you on the fact that there's not enough of the main series, but you are getting a lot 
of stuff in here, and it's pretty monumental moments. For sure. Like, yeah, I, I'm actually not upset about it only having six issues because I no, not upset because you're still getting but, 464 pages. Like, you're getting yeah. content here. Yeah, yeah. It's just in terms of moving the main narrative of Wolverine around, it doesn't move that quickly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, for fans of Jim Zub, you got Black Panther and the Agents of Wakanda, volume, sorry, uh, trade paperback, and I believe this is just a miniseries, but I, I, I could be wrong. Yeah, it looks like it just it just has the TPB, no volume on it, so you know you're getting the five issues, that's it. Next up, we got King Thor trade paperback. It's the end of uh, Jason Aaron writing anything Thor related. Yep, this one's on the list. I have to. It's crazy. I complete it. Yeah. King Thor. Uh, next up, let's see what do we got here. We got Ghost Rider: The War for Heaven, book two. So this is collecting Jason Aaron's uh, Ghost Ghost Rider run collecting a lot of different books that he worked on as he wrote the character and you know considering that he's doing Ghost Rider as kind of being a major piece of uh, Avengers right now it makes sense that they would collect this as well uh, so for fans who missed it you can go back and read his uh, Ghost Rider okay uh, we've got another Black Widow this time it's her I guess a, a Marvel Team Up trade paperback which has a lot of different stories from uh, Marvel Team Up as well as Marvel Comics Presents and Marvel 2-in-1 so it's collecting, again, a lot of different Black Widow appearances in the Bronze Age uh, so that you can, uh, again, be ready for that movie. you got to know it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, then you got one of the best books Marvel's publishing, The Immortal Hulk, Volume 6. On the list. This is such a great book. Um, I'm buying this digitally, but not in a collected format right now. I'm just waiting for the right moment. I probably get... I, I feel like there's going to be complete collections or anonymous someday, so I'm kind of waiting for that. Oh, of course. But, uh, yeah, no, it's one of the best books Marvel's published in a while. And it'll be printed forever. Yes. I think, in some in, in different formats. Uh, speaking of something that's been printed forever in a million different formats, the Marvel's 25th anniversary hardcover. Now, this year you had, like, the giant XL size. It's been reprinted so many times. However, what makes this different is that it includes all the annotations from the recently uh, published Marvel's annotated editions, where you had the regular issues, and then they had all these full annotations at the back with commentary from the original creators. And it includes the recently published Marvel's epilogue for the 80th that anniversary. Was very good. So, and it has the, all the different Marvel's 25th uh, tribute variants. So uh, I am most definitely buying this. I have pre-ordered this. I cannot wait to own it. I already own this in the old, defunct Marvel Premier hardcover classics. But uh, there's so much extra content here that it's like buying a new book. Yeah. So that's the only way they're going to be able to get more money from me for this. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things that you, whenever they give you that new a little bit extended version. It's like those DVDs of like, your mm. favorite movie, right? Oh, for sure. Are you are you gonna yeah. buy this or no? I have a, um, a I think a ten year anniversary edition of this that was like an eighty dollar hardcover. Oh yeah. But I bought it for much cheaper, and it has a lot of bonus features. But it doesn't have that epilogue that makes it, you know, puts the bow on it just right. Or the so, new annotations. No, yeah, no annotations either. I think I don't think I'm gonna get it just yet and I'll probably kick myself later but I think I'm good okay now we got The Amazing Spider-Man by JMS Omnibus Volume 2 which I'm hoping to god it means they're going to reprint Ultimate Collection Volume 5 someday (laughs) that's all I want man I know I feel you I see that gap on my shelf too (laughs) 
Uh, then we got X-Men Milestones, so we move much more modern now. We're in the Messiah Complex era from 2007. Uh, this was a great story. Like, it may not have all ended up, uh, you know, kind of coming to the gigantic conclusion we all hoped it would in kind of the, the trilogy of, of uh, classic events, but uh, this this beginning one really hits the ground running. It's high octane. It's very exciting. Uh, its ending is heartbreaking. It has this great callback with uh, Cyclops and Cable. Uh, this was a really thrill ride adventure when it happened. Okay. No, but on the list. All right. Never read it. Uh, X-Men Avengers Onslaught. So I guess this is not on your list because you're getting the uh, the uh, Milestones version. If it really comes down, what, what does Chapman say? What does he say is the way to go with this? I mean, should you do the vol- two volumes or should you just do the, the X-Men? I guess do you want the full, the, like everything, warts and all, or do you want the, like, the, the, the story that actually needs to be told? The story that needs to be told, no warts. No then uh, stick a, stay away from this because this has some warts in it. All right. Although, I'll be honest, this does not have the worst of the words. The worst of the words are in the next volume, which whenever that comes out. Uh, because that one has some of the worst art in a Hulk series I have ever seen. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, next up, we've got Legends of Marvel. So, again, 80th anniversary um, one-shots. Uh, some interesting ones. you got Incredible Hulk, Last Call with Peter David. you got Avengers Loki Unleashed telling a story during the Roger Stern era by Roger Stern and Ron Lim. And then you have a, a Thor one and a Captain America and the Invaders. And the, the Captain America and the Invaders was absolutely brilliant. It was by Roy Thomas and Jerry Ordway. It was so much fun to read. This looks interesting. So nah, don't uh, think I'm going to get it, but it definitely looks appealing. Yeah, this was this was a very good one. So like again, this this I don't know. This is close to making it in my pile. Not quite there, but it's it's good. Mm-hmm. Now, can you smell that a character has a movie coming up at some point? We got Blade by Mark Guggenheim, the complete collection, which I don't think anyone asked for. Uh, not, not, nothing against Mark Guggenheim, but like, I barely remember that this series existed. Yeah, but for sure. if you want to experience twelve issues of a mid two thousands Blade series, here you go. This is it. Uh, epic collection wise, we got Captain America: Blood and Glory, Volume eighteen, collecting issues three ninety eight to four ten. Uh, a possibility because I've been collecting these. Um uh, what's his name? Mark Gruenwald. Yes. Era. Yeah. Mark Gruenwald era. It's, it's a special era of Cap. Not always the best, but definitely a, a, a character-defining era. For sure. So possibly on the list. Next up, we've got Death's Head, freelance peacekeeping agent. So if you were interested in Death's Head, this is the place to go for so many of his appearances. And again, I know that you're not a huge fan of these types of things, but again, a character like Death's Head... This was the only way you were going to get stuff like this. Don't even know who Death's Head is. Well, I think you need to invest in a $52 trade. <laughs> He's one of Marvel's Marvel UK's biggest stars. Oh, okay. I okay. mean, I, I jest, but I it, there's some good stuff here. Okay. Uh, next up, we've got Doctor Doom, Volume 1. Uh, this is by uh, Christopher Cantwell and Salvador La Roca. I believe it was spinning out of the recent Fantastic Four arc by Dan Slott. And then we have the Marvel Comics 1000 hardcover, which I never got issue 1000. And then I finally, I think, had an opportunity, but it was a little overpriced where I was getting it. And I ended up taking a pass on it, even though I felt bad about it. So now if I want, I can have Marvel Comics 1000 plus 1001 in one big hardcover, uh, which I think is a little overpriced because it's 
$33, of which so far that $10, you know, one issue and the other ones, I think three or four, maybe $5, does not make up this hardcover being oversized. There's TBD, so there's other contents here. Um, but it's 128 pages. I don't know if I can spend $33 for 128 pages. I think this is one of those things that you, you own it to own it, but I don't know if there's any real purpose to it. Like a, it, it, it just becomes more of like an artifact mm. as opposed to a story that you'd give to someone to share. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. Um, for people who were reading comics when they were like, let's say, six or seven, eight years old in 1984, we have the Omnibus for you. Power Pack Classic Omnibus <laughs> Volume 1. Again, for fans of a certain age, this is like catnip. They've been waiting for this and hoping for this. And I again, I was born in 83. So I came. I read Power Pack way too late. The only reason I even knew who they were is because of their appearances in the Mutant Massacre uh, and other assorted X Men crossovers of the day. Because it was yeah. written by Louise Simonson. It's not for me, but God dang, I am glad it exists for the fans of the book. Yeah, that, I'm experiencing the exact same thing with Power Pack. It's in Mutant Massacre. It's in Follow the Mutants. Like they always are popping up because of that connection with Louise Simonson, and it it was fun and it was cute and had charm to it, but. Hey, man, everything comes back. It does. Uh, we got Uncanny X-Men by Kieran Gillen, the complete collection. So, you know, getting the old trades are kind of being uh, thrown out, and they're putting in these larger trades to kind of replace them, which I definitely enjoy. Uh, and it covers up to the end of the AVX era of Uncanny X-Men. Uh, so then it leads into AVX, and then you have it all being replaced by the Bendis era. Uh, then Is this any good? Uh, not, not good enough. I think it has one of my favorite issues of AVX, uh, which is absolutely brilliant, but it's not enough to buy a $50 trade. Uh, Next up, we got Fantastic Four Heroes Return, the Complete Collection, Volume 2. I'm definitely buying this. Uh, It's not great, but I don't care. I really don't care. It's got some fun, crazy, wacky stuff. As long as it's great for you, that's all that matters. You got to, right? There's a lot of stuff we buy that's like, no one else is going to like this, This but I love it. Yeah, and it's got some of my favorite uh, Salvador La Roca artwork. His artwork eventually changes, and it never really goes back to that older style, but this is back when I loved it. Yeah. Uh, we got Future Fight First, which is, again, more breakout stars for the War of the Realms, the New Agents of Atlas. Uh, then we have, if you haven't already read it, Captain America Winter Soldier Marvel Select Hardcover. Which is nice about this, though, is it's collecting a lot of issues. This is collecting 13 issues, collecting the entire giant Winter Soldier storyline um, that led up to, I guess, Red Scare would have been right after this. Uh, it's 304 pages. It's a reasonable price count for that many issues. It's only 39 bucks. I've paid a lot more for a lot less. Um, and again, if you don't already own this, this is a nice new way to own it. Great book. Great collection. Uh-huh. I, I bought this when Winter Soldier was coming out with this cover. Love it. Very cool. Uh, next up, we have Annihilation Agenda. So, uh, you know, it's been a while since uh, Annihilation, so they're doing a kind of a, a, a revisiting it with a, an old news story, uh, which hasn't even come out yet as, as we're speaking. So who knows if this will be good. Uh, and then we have a book that I'm definitely going to buy because my son will love it, is Rocket Raccoon and Groot, Tall Tales. And again, it's part of that Marvel Rising format. Looks cute. Looks well, like it's book. Scotty Young. Yeah, there like, you go. Like you can't not love Scotty that's Young. Your now, guy. Unfortunately, I believe he only does the covers, so that's oh, too bad. Okay. But I mean, it's Rocket Raccoon and Groot. My son knows who they are. Of course, he does. And uh, yeah, well, this is definitely I think gonna have to be on my list. Yeah, 
Uh, next up, we got April finally. We got the Star Wars. Now it's the Age of Rebellion time. Uh, it's the hardcover of all these different one shots. Again, it's very cool to put them all in one spot, but again, no consistency here. Just be, because you couldn't possibly be consistent. You have all these different stories. Uh, then you have the Star Wars Legends Epic Collection, The Clone Wars Volume Three, which has got a cool little cover there. Uh, again, collecting a lot of that Dark Horse material. Uh, then we got Conan, the Book of Thoth, and other stories. So again, uh, this is collecting a, ser- I guess, a, a mini series from 2006. So it's interesting that this wasn't in some way incorporated with the other uh, epic collections of that period. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it might be, but I guess, I guess if, if there's a, a, a story that needs to be told in in its own condensed version, that's the way that get people to double down on it i guess i don't know it's very strange yeah uh next up is a book that i don't know it's coming out i don't care it's spider-man by jj abrams and henry abrams and sarah pacelli um i know that really gets a lot of people a stink in a lot of people's kind of noses they don't really like that you know it's not really by jj abrams he kind of brainstormed the idea with his son and his son's writing the comic and a lot of people are saying like you know why does he get to write a book just because of nepotism i'm not going to get into anything like that but i so far i haven't (laughs) seen anything about it that makes me want to pick it up right uh i have the first issue because it was the first issue but i'll see now again maybe a, a bargain bargain yeah, purchase. I'm, I'm very curious about this, and I don't. Maybe it's got a different size to the book. I don't know. Um, but the next one that we have here is Wolverine Weapon X trade paperback. But it says new printing two, so I guess it's just a second new printing of it. I don't know. But the price point is really what grabs me. 152 pages, classic story, only 19 bucks. Yeah, like they I, could I, they could charge more for this. Like I would actually be. I, I wouldn't could, blame them. Yeah, this could definitely be an oversized hardcover, and people would buy it. Oh, for sure. In that format, this is a good story, a classic story, uh, like a monumental yeah. landmark story. I would more I, like forget some of those other books that are like really overpriced. Like this one, you know, I'm okay with paying a little bit more. It's yeah. I'm getting a classic. Um, for a lot of people, the next book is a classic: the Wolverine Enemy of the State trade paperback. It's a new printing of that one, collecting that storyline from 2003. Uh, yeah. I've never been a huge fan of it. Um, I enjoyed but, this book. But I know a lot of people love it. It also did yeah. something really bad to one of the Slingers, and I never forgave it. <laughs> uh, speaking of Wolverine, and I'm surprised there's so much Wolverine content. Is there something we don't know about? Right. Um, we got Wolverine Omnibus. It's a new printing of this book, finally, uh, for fans of Wolverine, collecting um, you know a, bun- a bunch of about 10 issues. Is it 10 issues of his own series? 10 issues of his own series, uh, and a lot of different appearances throughout the years, and you have his original Wolverine um, uh, miniseries. You got Marvel Comics Presents stories. You have a few issues of Uncanny X Men when he tries to get married and it doesn't go so well. You got the Kitty Pride and Wolverine. It's got so That's much, good. so much cool classic Wolverine content. So this is a, definitely a, a good buy. Yeah, no, this is this is a worthwhile omnibus for Wolverine fans for sure. With the Kitty Pride Wolverine miniseries, I oh like for it. sure, yeah. So now we have Daredevil and Electra Love and War Gallery Edition. So this is collecting actually Daredevil Love and War plus Electra Assassin in this new Gallery Edition format. Uh, this has been reprinted a lot, but this is a new, I guess, uh, new take on it or a new way to uh, show it. I'm not really sure what that means. I think it's just a larger trim size. 
uh, these new gallery editions. There was recently a, a classic X-Men by um, Neil Adams one. But uh, So, you know, fans of, of the content uh, will have a, a chance to buy it again in a slightly different format. Yeah, it's, uh, definitely there's people who are going to want this. Are you going to buy it? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is for someone. This is not for this me. This is for someone. Uh, next up, we got Thor Epic Collection, Into the Dark Nebula. This is Volume 6, collecting issues 195 to 216, with by Jerry Conway, with Stan Lee and Len Wein. This, this is interesting because of the limited amount of creators on it. You're getting a real good, I think, um, visual, and, and, and the storytelling to it is going to be not succinct because it's Thor but it's consistent. Have a good vision consistent that's the word I'm looking for and it's Buscema mm. oh for sure it's interesting it's uh, John Buscema with Sal Buscema I'm like, Ooh. that's what I mean this <laughs> is a pretty cool Thor collection uh, next up I don't know if you heard it but there's a Black Widow movie coming uh, <laughs> so there's a, a prelude this time to the movie which is cool <laughs> Um, and then next up after that is Amazing Spider-Man Full Circle Hardcover. Now, I know this is like a, a – it's going to be a $10 issue, I think, when it comes out, I think next week. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure what this is or how much of it's going to be that issue plus something else. But it seems like a very high price point, 39 bucks. I think I'm just going to stick to my slo- my uh, my floppy here. I almost said sloppy because I meant to say soft cover meets floppy. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to get my sloppy cover, my sloppy edition, and uh, I think I'll take a pass on this. But I'm only taking a pass on the hard cover. I'm still going to buy the soft cover because look at the creative team. Nick Spencer, Jonathan Hickman, Jerry Duggan, Al Ewing, Chip Zdarsky, Kelly Thompson, Jason Aaron. Wait, Kelly Thompson? I didn't even ask her about this. Oh, my God. Uh, you got Chris Piccolo, Chris Sprouse, Greg Smallwood, Michael Allred, Rachel Stott, Valerio Shidi, Cameron Stewart, and Mark Bailey at art. Like, that is... A complete smorgasbord, but very exciting and interesting smorgasbord of different creators. So I'm definitely going to read this. I'm definitely going to buy this, just not in this particular format. Mm-hmm. I'll buy my t- my ten dollar trade, my ten dollar single, please. Yeah. Uh, speaking of again, more Marvel selects. The first arc of Runaways: Pride and Joy, uh, which is always weird to me because I feel like you need the first eighteen issues. I feel like the first six aren't enough. Yeah. I've never read Runaways, actually. What? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. It's a classic book of the early 2000s. That's what I hear. Uh, well, I definitely recommend it. it. Yeah. It, when I, I want to get it in that nice, complete collection size. Like you said, get those 18 issues to get a real feel for it. I've got the first... Because I, 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 remember, I had like the first series and a bunch of other series. I have the first three hardcovers by um, the original creative team. And those are, I mean, the other stuff came after it, but that's really the core stuff. Right. Uh, next up, we got Tony Stark Iron Man, Volume 4, collecting the Dan Slott run. And this here, these issues, he's joined by Jim Zub, um, although he then get, goes off of it for another opportunity, of which you don't know what that is yet. Uh, then we have another of these smaller Marvel-verse um, trim-sized trades, collecting a bunch of different Black Widow appearances. Again, this is a weirder compilation because you're getting a Marvel Adventures issue, you're getting an Amazing Spider-Man issue from the 60s, a Daredevil issue from like the late 60s, early 70s, an issue of Avengers, and then you're getting a weird Black Widow and the Marvel Girls from 2009. Like, this is just weird. Hey, Black Widow's got a movie coming out. No. <laughs> uh, next up, another Marvel monograph, this time The Art of Frank Cho. Uh, so that's definitely very cool. And then we got the uh, the first trade paperback of X Men by Jonathan Hickman, uh, which just launched this week. 
I'm not sure if I'm going to buy it. I'm buying all the singles for X-Men. Um, I definitely am going to buy the hardcover for Powers of X, sorry, Powers of Ten and House of X. I'm not sure about getting the trades for this, but I'm definitely considering it. But yeah, no, I mean, it's revolutionized the X-Men and made them exciting and interesting again. So, I mean, that's pretty crazy all on its own. Speaking of the Dawn of X, we got the X-Force Volume 1, uh, which is X-Force is the CIA of the mutant world, one-half intelligence branch, one-half special ops. Beast, Jean Grey, and Sage are on one side. In a perfect world, there would be no need for an X-Force. We're not there yet. So it sounds awesome, but we haven't seen what that book is yet. I'm sure, you know what, the the X-Men, they're going to take over whatever the Avengers were in the last decade. The the X-Men got it now. I think so. Are going to be excited. I think with Hickman at the helm, you're going to get something special. Hopefully, hopefully. Speaking of Dawn of X, we have more books that are part of this. We got New Mutants Volume One, uh, which is the first six issues of the new series. We got Fallen Angels, so a classic name being resurrected. Um, so that's again part of Dawn of X. Again, all these books we don't really know what they are yet because we haven't actually seen them launch. We have Excalibur Volume One by Teeny Howard and Marcus Toe. That definitely makes me excited because I think Barker Stone is a great artist. We got Marauders Volume One, very interesting name for an X Men book by Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lowly. Uh, and then we have, I guess that's it for the Dawn of X stuff. And then we go right back into classic stuff, although not that classic. We got Death of Wolverine Prelude, Three Months to Die. So this is collecting a lot of material, but it wasn't great. I heard it wasn't great. No, it wasn't. Uh, speaking of, it wasn't great. X Men Milestones Messiah War. Not so great. This one you don't recommend. You know what? I just feel like, you know, it was supposed to kind of continue the story. It just felt very rough. And it didn't really feel like a good thematic, um, you know, second part of this big trilogy with Hope. Um, but if you're charting out her story, you kind of need it. But, like, it's it's a mess. Gotcha. Not on the list. Okay. We got Runaways by Rainbow Roll, which has been a fantastic, very fun book. This is Volume 5. We got, oh, look, a Black Widow poster book. Woo! On the list, definitely. Right? Uh, if you're really enjoying uh, the Tanahisi Coates Captain America but haven't been reading it uh, yet, or like haven't been reading in trades, or we're waiting for the right format, here is the hardcover collection, volume one, collecting the first 12 issues. Uh, if you're a fan of it, are you buying that? Not buying it because I have them in soft cover, but a worthwhile purchase for sure. Okay, you got Miss Marvel by Saladin Ahmed, Volume Two. I am definitely buying this because I buy everything Miss Marvel because I just love How her. How is this series? Is this series good? It's great. It's really fun. Okay, okay. I really okay. recommend it. Uh, we got another one of those weird books, and it makes you wonder uh, what's going on because uh, you got Mephisto, <laughs> Speak of the Devil, with a lot of Mephisto appearances. But they're all classic yeah. appearances. And there's some good stuff in here, especially. you got the Marvel graphic novel, uh, Strange and Doctor Doom, Triumph and Torment. That's huge. Um, you know, and there's a, bu- a lot of interesting stuff in here. No one more day? Uh-huh. No, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Speaking of books, the four that uh, I, I want to buy but don't think I will is Astonishing X-Men by Joss Whedon. Uh, it's such a brilliant, perfect book. And, but I already, already own it in the Ultimate Collection, so I just don't think I have the impetus behind me to do it anymore. Like, if they had reprinted this years ago before the Ultimate Collections came out, I would have bought it. But now I just feel like I don't need it. Tempted. tempted. I'm tempted to, yeah, for sure. This is that, That's pretty perfect. It is perfect. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, even knowing everything that comes after it, when you get to the very end of that and you have uh, Colossus put out his hand 
and both this, this feeling of something being, and then the next page just says gone is the name of the issue, and you just have the, the bullet hurling through space. It's emotional. Like, the yeah. series pretty much, like, really kicks into high gear once, you know, Colossus comes back to the living, and you end the series with it, with him and Kitty being torn apart again. Like, it is, it, it packs such an emotional gut punch, and it still gets me. Next up is Iron Man Epic Collection, so this is definitely for me because, especially, like, I don't buy all the Iron Man Epics, but I definitely buy everything, so, sorry, Bronze Age forward, so this is for me. You don't buy them all? How could you not have them all? I mean, yet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's a Black Widow omnibus. No. We just got Epic Collections for her, but let's, let's, let's throw in an omnibus. Like, holy shit. Uh, enough with that. Black Widow. Moving on. Okay, moving on. We got Ghost Rider Volume One. So this is by Ed Brisson and Aaron Cooter. Uh, this is the current Ghost Rider series, which I believe hasn't started yet, or if it has started, it's just barely started. Um, so this is all about Blaze. Then we got Marvel Masterworks: The Avengers Volume Twenty. Holy shit, that's very far. Uh, we got the Sensational She-Hulk by the John Byrne Omnibus, collecting issues one to eight plus thirty-one to forty-six, which for completists will drive them crazy. Because what about all that Sensational She-Hulk in the middle? I know. Uh, we got Timely's Greatest, The Golden Age Submariner by Bill Everett, the post-war years omnibus. That is quite the mouthful. <laughs> yeah. And you got a lot of content. I mean, although not as much as you think in an omnibus. It's only 600 pages. Um, but as the, And the price point is pretty dear considering it's like half the size of a lot of omnibuses at the same price. Yeah. But you are getting some very classic material. Yeah. Uh, you got Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky, Volume 3. That is on my list can't help myself oh my god i'm buying a lot more stuff over this four months than i thought um and then we got the amazing mary jane which i plan on buying the singles when they eventually come out because i originally thought it was going to come out weeks ago apparently i was wrong comes out (laughs) and i believe starts next week and i'll be buying the singles so i'm not sure if i'm going to bother with the trade probably get the trade should i put that on your list sure put it on the list all right spider-man and venom double trouble graphic novel trade paperback what's in here who knows I don't know what it is. Do you know? No idea. It's by Guru Hiru, which I do enjoy their art because they were the artist on the, the artist collective on uh, the Gwenpool series that I love so much. But I don't know what this is. And uh, then we have Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. She gets a volume of the Marvel Rising uh, readers. Uh, who knows? You know how, which issues this is, etc. And I'm thinking about buying this for my son. I have no interest, but he might love this. He might love it. It looks like the beginning. It looks like the start of the I world. think so. And actually, in the next page, the Rising Readers backlist. Thank you. It's like they knew what I wanted. So you got the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Pardon me? There's already been a Squirrel Girl. So this oh. probably the second volume. So of these, I currently own the Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. I've thought about the Miss Marvel, but I'm not sure if my son would enjoy the art. I really like it, but it's a, you know it's definitely intricate. I don't know if it's simple enough for him at times. Uh, I have Spidey, which I love. I don't have Unstoppable Wasp. I've thought about Champions, but I think it's actually a little bit too adult for him. Um, you know, just Maybe. given what I remember Maybe of that period. Teenager ready. Maybe yeah. Teenager ready. Um, I have the Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, the real thing. That's actually my wife's. Um, and I'm about to get the second one when that comes out. Um, the, there's another second Miss Marvel here. There's a Miles Morales one. I'm, I think I have to get the, the Hawkeye Private Eye one, which I don't believe has come out yet. But it's such a fun book. And I, I love Kelly Thompson. She's got such great uh, stories. It's a lot of fun. 
And where you got more Miles Morales. Again, I think it's a little too adult for my son. We got the other Spider-Man, Liz Mary Jane. Again, that's for my wife. There's a Spider... There's the Gwen Stacy, which uh, is Spider-Gwen. I think that is, again, a little bit more teenagery. Same thing about Ironheart and uh, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. I mean, again, I just don't like the art that much, but I think my son would probably love it, so I have to think about it. Uh, and then, again, we have the new... All the ones that were just in this trade, which is, uh, sorry, in this volume uh, of the catalog, which include the new Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, which I'm buying, the Miles we already talked about, the Rocket Raccoon that I might buy, and the second Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And then, because you need more checklists, the Black Widow checklist. Jeez. Which includes the Taskmaster series, because again, her movie, her checklist. This movie's going to be huge. You can tell by all the comics they're printing. Right? They're it's crazy. So many collections. And well, that... I am in for one of the Black Widow books, so they got me somewhere. There you go. Well, that is that is, that is is a packed four months, my friend. Whew. I don't know how we get through these things. I don't know how we still have money. I don't know. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was looking at the list, and I'm like, I'm buying 16 books. But I'm like, it is over the course of four months, so it's actually not insane. No. What's insane is where am I going to put them? That's the problem. I think I've run out of space, so I have to really figure that out. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think I got 13 on my list. I think I had you a little bit more than that, but I guess I had some of the maybes on here. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think I had you at 15, so still pretty close. We're pretty close. Yeah, we're both nuts. We are, it's interesting though, because there's, there is a lot of stuff that, you know, we're not both buying, which is cool. Like it's, we have, we have some crossover stuff, but uh, for the most part, we have a lot of different things that we love and enjoy, which is nice. Exactly. All right. Well, Eric, before we cut you off, because this has been an hour and 45 minutes of discussion. I must ask, what is upcoming or what can we look forward to from the Cave of Solitude podcast? You know what? Probably um, a, a few more roll reports because those are easy for me to do. I have some. Um, I got some in the chamber that I just got to put up. I'm going to record a couple more. And then, uh, you know, say, you saying you, sh- say, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but saying you have something in the chamber only works if you call it the morning drive by. <laughs> That's true, which was which was the original idea for the for the for the road report instead of <laughs> the road report was going to be the drive-by but it sounded too violent <laughs> but uh, hope, I'm hoping to get you on the show in the next couple weeks which will definitely be an in-depth uh, topic of discussion whatever we decide to do it on so that, that'll be fun and uh, I'm going to try to set up some more interviews maybe with some local uh, comic artists so that it's easy for me to, to, to get it together and I can meet up with them in person so that's that's upcoming very cool very cool well you know that sounds like good stuff so we're always looking forward to more Cave of Solitude it's always nice to see it pop up into my feed it's always I always read it listen to it right away oh thank you I'm happy that I'm at the top of uh, at least your listening pile absolutely I have so many things I listen to so I that is no small feat because I subscribe to over 50 podcasts so jeez wow I feel that you know what I do feel special for that <laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining me and to once again go through a catalog. I guess in three to four months we'll hopefully get another one and we can uh, be jumping further into 2020. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me again, Adam. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, dude. Take care.